It's the Mainly Plants Podcast. I am Ryan Furman, certified plant-based nutritionist. Uh, the website, mainlyplants.com. Social at Mainly Plants. And you can email me, Ryan at Mainly Plants. Uh, if you are not yet subscribed to the podcast, just go ahead and hit that little subscribe button. Help me out. If you have not written a review yet on whatever platform you use to listen to this, please take five, not even five, 30 seconds, write a quick review, and uh, be honest. I appreciate it. Um, so we, it's, been, it's been a little bit since I've talked nutrition facts with y'all, and I do. we are going to get into that today. Um, but first, I, I want to talk a little bit about mindsets. Um, you know, and I think I've touched on it before, especially since since COVID hit, since 2020. Uh, everybody, I, th- I feel, is struggling a little bit more. But, um, the, you know, the reason that I bring this up is because there are um, a couple people, two, three, maybe four people, um, that I interact with frequently, whether it be on social media or in my personal life, who just have really, really negative mindsets, negative viewpoints on everything, um, making up reasons why they can't do stuff, reasons why um, you know they can't take action and and achieve things that they want to achieve. And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Um, there is somebody. And this person constantly posts, um, you know, how high gas prices are. And I'm not disagreeing. Gas prices have shot up again. They are absurdly high. But this is, this is all this person um, puts out. Okay. So it's, it is on social media and it is uh, via stories and, and, and posts. It's all about gas prices being high, uh, car breaking down. But the most frequent one is home prices and how this person will never ever be able to um, just just buy their own place and stop paying rent and having to deal with shit landlords and and all that kind of stuff. And look, yes, um, I, this I guess this crosses over into my my day job a little bit. I am a realtor uh, by day, and yes, uh, um, home prices are very very expensive. Um, I don't have the facts and figures in front of me, but back, uh, I, I want to say it was in the 60s, um, a home, a mortgage payment was, I believe, around 30, maybe 40% of your income. Um, now, on average, it is over 80, almost 90% of your income. Um, home prices have increased um, disproportionately to earnings. So it is a lot harder for people to buy homes now than it was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 40, say when our, when our, when my parents were uh, my age. So, and I don't want to get too into the weeds on that. If you have questions about real estate, you can email me and we can talk about that uh, on the side. But the, the point of this is that, um, you know, the, again, this person just talks about how they'll never be able to afford a home. And it's just simply not true. Because if you do the research and you make up your mind to do it, you can, you can buy a place. 
you know, say say your goal is to own, you know, a half million dollar home, just a nice, say, eighteen hundred square foot home with a decent sized backyard, maybe a pool, uh, and that's just that's your goal, right? For for now, okay. Well, you can buy a cheaper place, buy a condo for one hundred and fifty grand. You know, a, a, a one bedroom, one bath, or a, a two bedroom, one bath condo. Buy it, live in there for two years, wait for prices to appreciate, sell it for a profit, don't pay capital, long-term capital gains taxes on it, and then you roll that over into something better, and you keep rolling it over until you get what you want. Yeah, it takes time. Everything does, but you can get it. And then, you know, more, I've, I've talked to this person before about this. More excuses come in about, you know, well, I can't, I can't do 20% down. Well, you don't need 20% down. If it's conventional loan, you can do 5% down. If it's, if it's your first time buying a home and you qualify for an FHA loan, it's 3 3.5%. You can also apply for down payment assistance where there's some people who don't have to fork over any. If you're a, a veteran, you do a VA loan, you don't have to have any down payment. So my point is with all this, you can make up as many excuses as you want, but what it comes down to is that you're choosing not to do it because it's hard. And all the good shit in life, except for like the lottery and being born good looking, um, is hard. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll give you another example so we can kind of get out of real estate because I could wax poetic on real estate for a long time. Um, there is another person in my life who is just constantly, constantly negative. Um, everything that comes out of this person's mouth is either a complaint about the, whatever is going on in this person's life at that moment. You know, if they're eating, uh, if they're eating somewhere, the service is too low. This is too greasy, whatever it is. Um, if they're driving, they're complaining about the traffic. Um, you know, if they're watching TV, they're complaining about the show. There's literally nothing positive. And what happens is that you get into this routine of telling your brain that everything's bad. And so your brain then starts telling you, well, yeah, everything's bad. So no matter what scenario you're in, it's bad. Um, and this person also refuses to go to therapy even though this person has uh, spoken to me about therapy and how they know that it's important. But there's always a reason to cancel the appointment or to find a new therapist or whatever it is. You know, and I just, look, no matter how fortunate somebody is, they are dealing with something. You know, when you see, when you talk to, we all have those friends who are just like the really happy, just like lighthearted um, positive people. And sometimes I stop and think, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this person's always positive. This person's like a, always a joy to be around. But then you think like, well, this person has struggles just like anybody else. I'm sure that she, he, I'm sure he has arguments with his wife. I'm sure that he has issues at work. I'm sure his car breaks down from time to time, whatever it is. Normal stuff that happens to all of us happens to this person as well. But makes a decision to be happy, to look at it from a different perspective. And what I'm driving towards is you have to wake up every morning and make the conscious decision to be positive. 
It's not like you're not going to just have an epiphany someday to be like, oh, well, I'm going to be positive now. Or, or I, I, you know, all of a sudden I'm positive. I don't know why. No, you have to wake up every morning and decide to be positive. You have to make a conscious effort when you're in a bad position to look at the silver lining and focus on that. It's so, so very important. And there was another part of this that I was going to say, but I completely blanked on it. Um, Oh, right. Mushrooms. (laughs) This all ties together. Okay. Um, So I've touched on psilocybin mushrooms before. Psilocybin mushrooms are, if you don't know what they are, they are magic mushrooms, the hallucinogenic mushrooms that um, people would do in, in macro doses to trip. Well, you can microdose psilocybin mushrooms. And um, again, if, if after you, know, you hear what I have to say about it, you're interested, DM me or text me. If you have my number, if you're close to me, or if you don't, then email me. Um, but you can microdose psilocybin uh, from reputable companies. You don't have to chew a disgusting mushroom. They come in capsules. Uh, there are different dosages that are measured out, um, so you're not just guessing. But I'll tell you a little, a little person, a brief personal story. So um, last year, 2022, and like the last quarter of 2021 were were combined the hardest. Um, it was the hardest period, one of the hardest periods of my life. I would say it was the hardest period of my life. Um, I was engaged. My fiance broke off the engagement. Um, my my dog Dexter got um, sick. He uh, he had seizures for a long time. Those were under control, but he had a degenerative uh, muscle disease in his hind legs. It wasn't dysplasia; it was something else. But basically, um, I think I might have touched on it before. Uh, he was deteriorating, and um, so. Th- that was in, or he was deteriorating for a while, but he was always happy. And I always told myself that as soon as he's not happy anymore, I have to make my, I have to make the decision to, um, to end that. Um, so it got to the point where, you know, he, he could, couldn't really walk by himself anymore. He couldn't stand up by himself anymore. Um, I was home pretty much 24 seven. And then one day he looked at me and I could just tell that he, he had had enough, um, despite, you know, me not wanting to do what I had to do. But anyway, um, did at-home euthanasia. Um, You know, he was my best friend for 14 years. Um, After that, um, started dating and uh, started dating again. And um, the first girl I started dating was seeing her ex-boyfriend casually Uh, Her and I were casual, so it wasn't a big deal, but she told me that she was going to explore things with her ex-boyfriend again. Okay, not a big deal. Uh, Next girl, um, you know, it it was towards the end of, middle end of last year. Um, I was kind of like getting to a place where I could open myself back up to a person again uh, in in a romantic sense and and let my feelings out uh, or share my feelings or let my feelings kind of um, direct me towards, you know, what I wanted to do. Um, and it and it was fantastic. Um, thought we were on the same page. Long story short, she was sleeping with her ex-boyfriend on the side. Um, so that was a bit devastating as well. So it wasn't, uh, you know, I think that 
the the breakup by of my engagement and the the death of my dog um, alone would have been enough to you know catapult me into a depression. But the combination of all this stuff, there were a few other things mixed in there also that just kind of you know added these these pieces of straw to my back till finally I broke and. I decided I have to, I got, I have to do something. I, I've been, I've been doing therapy. I exercise. I eat clean. I don't drink very much, but I was just in this mental hole. So I started looking at um, ketamine treatment with therapy, and it's very expensive. Um, at the same time, my brother mentioned, "Hey, you know, also look at psilocybin. I'm hearing some good things about that." So I researched it, and it's wildly inexpensive. Um, I can share prices with you privately, but it's so, so cheap. Um, so I was like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll try microdosing. So, um, basically what I, what I started doing is Monday through Thursday, I, in the morning, take a capsule, it's 200 milligrams of psilocybin. You don't feel any conscious effects of it. And, um, and I tried it for two weeks, and I kind of noticed my mood improving. And since then, I do about two to three months on doing it, and then I take a break and give about a month to two months off, and then start again. And psilocybin, what it does is it um, forms new neural pathways in your brain. And uh, among the benefits of um, increased increased creativity, um, increased focus. It also allows you to look at things from different perspectives than you would naturally. So things that um, would have upset me before, um, I'm able to kind of step back and look at it differently and keep more positivity. And yes, I still get you know depressed. I still get upset. I still get angry. I still experience the full range of emotions. But the psilocybin has really helped me um, elevate, I, I don't know how else to say it, elevate my consciousness. So if you are, if you are struggling with maybe some depression, um, with a situation that you're in, with kind of uh, escaping the matrix a little bit, uh, do email me and we can kind of, I can kind of share with you um, how, to, how to go about that. Um, I, if, you, if you are on medications or if you do have um, certain ailments or whatever, talk to your doctor first. That's the first and foremost. I, I talked to my doctor before I started taking it. Um, he's cool. He, he's, you know, he, he's not, he's not like one of those doctors who's like, Oh, everything that's not hundred percent legal, uh, is terrible. He understands the benefits and, um, he cross-checked it with, with the stuff that I'm taking, other supplements, and it's fine. And um, I don't know, you know, I can't imagine too many things would interact with it in a negative way, but uh, always better safe than sorry. So um, I, I, I just kind of wanted to talk to you briefly about um, about mindset, and it's, it's just so important to keep a, a positive mindset. Uh, it's hard. It's, it's hard to break that, that, that cycle in your brain of negativity or looking at things a certain way, but... Meditation also is great. Just just do what you got to do to um, to try and and choose positivity. That being said, God, where are we? Where are we this week? Uh, Sixteen minutes. 
I, I mean, I could break this up into a separate podcast, but I promised you nutrition stuff, so I'm going to talk about nutrition stuff. Um, I, I want to talk to you guys about fasting a bit. And I, I have talked to you about it before in the past. Uh, I'm a big, big fan of it. So kind of just want to talk about, you know, what is fasting, the different types of fasting, the benefits, and and uh, you can make the decision if it's something that you want to try for yourself. So um, for those who don't know, and I'm not sure who wouldn't know, but fasting is when you deliberately abstain for or from food and in some cases liquids for a certain amount of time. And this is a time-tested uh, tool um, that has been shown numerous studies and over, you know, hundreds of years to be beneficial. Um, there are so many different uh, religious rituals and civilizations that incorporated fasting, and you have to think that it wasn't for negative benefits. Um, in fact, we know it wasn't for negative from negative benefits because there are so many positive benefits. Uh, there are a few different types of fasting, okay? Intermittent fasting, you've heard me talk about it before, but basically it's cycles of eating and fasting. And you can do it for, for different time time blocks. So um, for instance, you might hear me talk about 16-8. So what that means is that 16-hour fast, and this is, uh, this is just a food fast, so you can still drink coffee and, and tea and water. Um, smoothies, juices, you cannot drink um, because they do have calories in them. I'm sure there's going to be people screaming at the at the, the podcast right now saying that you can drink juice because it ha- you know technically it's a fast if it's below a certain amount of calories. Um, I, I don't really subscribe to that. Um, so I recommend 16 hours just water, coffee, tea, um, and then eight-hour block of eating. Uh, six, and part of the 16 hours can be sleeping. So for instance, I have a, a food block of noon till 8 p.m. That means from 8 p.m. until noon the next day, I don't eat anything. Uh, Typically, my fasts are a little bit longer, but that is the bare minimum that I do. Um, And I typically do it five, six days a week. If if it's the weekend and I'm out with my friends, I'm not as strict about it. Um, There's also other intermittent fasts uh, like the warrior diet, where essentially you don't eat all day and then you have a big dinner. Uh, there's some people who like to um, have a big lunch and then that's it. It's it's kind of just whatever works for you. Um, and there are metabolic benefits. Uh, you, you know, when you when your body does go into that starvation mode, um, it promotes healing, de- decreases inflammation. Um, it, it starts burning your your body fat for energy because you're not getting it from food. So a big fan of it. Um, there are, there's another type of fasting called water fasting. It's pretty self-explanatory. You don't do anything except for drink water. Um, and people typically do that. You'll hear about it for about three to five days. Um, three days I think is the most common. If you've never done it before, work yourself up to it. Start with one day. Um, but, uh, yeah, again, it helps detox your body, uh, repairs your, your, uh, cells in your body, um, autophagy. 
if you don't know that one, look it up. I don't want to get off into another tangent, but it's, it's a big, big benefit. Um, alternate day fasting. So there are fasts where you will eat whatever you want one day and then have nothing but water the next day. Um, some people do it alternate days where literally, you know, Monday they eat, Tuesday they don't, Wednesday they eat, and it's every other day. Some people do every two days. Some people do two days a week. Um, again, just whatever works for you. Um, and then dry fasting. Dry fasting is a little more extreme. I've never done it. I do hear good things, but I'm not completely sold on it yet. And it is abstaining from both food and water. Um, the theory is that when you abstain from food and water, your body is going to be pulling um, water molecules from your fat cells to hydrate. Um, and again, people recommend doing this for three days. Just want to reiterate, I'm not super sold on it. But there are benefits to all these things, uh, to all these different types of fasting. Uh, I talked about metabolic health, it, uh, improved since, uh, insulin sensitivity and blood sugar control. Um, weight management, it, it, you'll, you'll start burning your extra body fat and preserve your lean muscle mass. Um, you can also go into ketosis on fasting. And then there are cardiovascular benefits. Um, so you can lower your blood pressure and your cholesterol through fasting. There are cognitive and mental health benefits as well. Um, increased production of um, what's called BDNF. It's brain-derived neuro, neurotrophic factor. Um, and what this does is it reduces it's shown to reduce your risk of neurodegenerative diseases, Alzheimer's, um, dementia, stuff like that. Um, there's also mood enhancement. Uh, you might talk to people who are doing fasts and they say the first day was tough, but the second day I have so much energy and I feel so great and I have all this mental clarity. Um, there is hormonal regulation leading to improved mood on a fast. Um, there is that mental clarity and mental focus that has been studied and does come from fasting. And then finally, um, there is proof of longevity and cellular repair. Uh, there is a, a connection between caloric restriction, which is fasting, and an increased lifespan. And then autophagy. I touched on that before. Um, basically, it's where cells remove their damaged components. Um, so if you have any kind of damaged oxidized cells in your body, um, it will remove those. It's a fascinating topic. Uh, I can expand on it another time, but I don't want, again, I don't want to get into the weeds too much on it, but, uh, it is, it's making a, I don't know if it's making a resurgence. It's been popular and, you know, kind of, um, not in the mainstream, but now it's kind of hitting the mainstream. Uh, it's spelled A-U-T-O-P-H-A-G-Y if you do want to look it up. But I will cover it on a, on a future podcast, maybe next week. Um, now, having said all the benefits to fasting, there there is caution, okay? Um, if you are pregnant or if you have or have had an eating disorder um, or if you have any medical conditions— Talk to your doctor first. I cannot stress that enough. You might think you're good. You might say, I got this. 
and it might fuck you up. So please just talk to your doctor. It takes two seconds. Call up your doctor, write him a note on my chart, say, hey, thinking about starting intermittent fasting, 16-8, what do you think? Um, let's see what they have to say. Um, unless you're doing a dry fast, stay hydrated during your fasting period. That doesn't mean pound the water, but have a water bottle next to you. Take a few sips every now and again. Make sure you're peeing clear and you're good to go. Um, and if you have never done it before, again, gradually ease into it. You don't need to go full bore. Get your footing first, okay? And and listen to your body. If, if you start noticing weird shit happening that, that isn't good, um, stop it immediately, okay? Uh, if you do need more help with fasting, if, if I haven't covered something that you're curious about or is concerning to you or, or whatever, um, get a hold of me. Happy to talk to you about it. I talk to my friends about it all the time. Uh, so unless you're fasting, go eat a salad. <laughs>